Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Bill Huggins. We're going to have a little conversation today about his origin story in the industry. Uh, he's one of my excellent sponsors through Huggins and Scott Auctions. Uh, we'll talk about that another day, but we're going to talk about Bill, the person, the collector, the dealer, uh, how he got started. Uh, other auction <laughs> sponsor, uh, Heritage, uh, very different, but excellent in their own way as well. Plus, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Burbank Sports Cards. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, and, of course, Beckett Media, as well as ComC.com. So that's the sponsorship stuff. Uh, I'm focusing today on Bill Huggins, who is one of the sponsors through the auction, and but we're going to hear about Bill's story. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank and, you, Jim. Uh, Pleasure. We're longtime friends and uh, have crossed paths many times, but uh, I think our, our listeners will be interested in your origin story, how you got started in the industry, and, uh, you know, your journey from – being a, a regular guy to a hobby icon. Well, okay. Um, I mean, it all started actually in 1979, really. Okay. When uh, I was, the story has it, my former partner Chuck used to tell it is we were playing ping pong in my basement. I was going to the University of Maryland and yeah. a ball, one of the balls popped over the table and went into a box under a thing and it was a box of baseball cards. And he pulled it out. <laughs> Chuck's like, God, I used to have a bunch of cards and stuff. And that one thing led to another and where I used to buy my racing forms when I used to go to the racetrack and stuff, right next to it was this little old bookstore that said, uh, a little sign in the corner said DB cards. And so I walked in and they, this woman was there and she said, yeah, they're only open on Saturdays. So I, one Saturday I came back and walked in the back and there was John Scott and Nick Schaaf, you know, and they yeah. were, and they were uh, selling baseball cards. And so again, this was, August or September of 79. And uh, so the, the world was different as far as baseball cards back then. Well, for sure. And gosh, one thing led to another. And I thought this was really cool. And we, Chuck and I talked about opening a store and everything. And John and Nick, like I said, we're only doing this one day a week. So skipping ahead a little bit, we ended up buying the store from them and uh, ended up turning it into a full-time seven-day-a-week business that, uh, Gosh, it's been going on a little over 40 years now. And gosh, oh. so many different facets of collecting and dealing and the people you dealt with over the years. It's, it's, uh, it's been fun. The, uh, wife says I've been retired since 1979. All I do is <laughs> play with baseball cards all day. There's a lot more to it than actually that. If you want to make it into a business and everything. And it has grown from a, from literally a, a, a hobby to an industry. And I've watched right, it right. do that for, for decades and it's been a lot of fun. There've been some ups and downs for sure. And, but you know, it, it's gosh, we're, we're selling baseball cards every day. Yeah. I, everybody that has come to work for me over the years has said, you know, how much fun is this? You know, you know, well, even, been... even a bad day selling baseball cards can't be that bad. So that's what they say about golf. A bad day at the golf course sure beats a good day at work, day, right? A good day at work. But, yeah. uh, so you've been full time and it's been your, your yeah. gig for, for uh, little, 40, 40 years. years yeah. And and what's your what's your interest in the store? Are you uh more of a passive owner in that or are you very involved in the store? Oh, I'm here every day, usually most days a week and everything. And uh, I have a a store manager who runs my the storehouse yeah. cards for me. And uh yeah. we have about three employees there, four employees that we have one of them does our eBay stuff for us and the other runs our store and then we have a couple of guys who come in part-time and do sorting and things like that as far as uh, the retail store goes. But, yeah. uh, and then in 1989, really, we, uh, we opened up where we had Huggins and Scott auction. Yeah. Started that. And 
that grew out of literally um we used to run auctions house of cards did live auctions and so mm-hmm. and i could get we'd get 150 175 people there on a wednesday night and and, and then once the internet came about though so that was the big thing yeah. that really changed our business because I mean, we have 20,000 bidders now, and I couldn't get 20,000 bidders in the Silver Spring Army. The fire marshal would have a field day. But, uh, no, it's turned into to quite a bit of business. And we now have 12 employees that work for Huggins and Scott Auctions that uh, are either writers or auction coordinators or photographers or shipping managers or all, all types of different things. And it, it's a process that uh, if you ever came to our facility, it's a – they're, they're, it's sort of a flow thing where things come in, they get sorted, they get lotted, they get processed, they go into a writer's room, they go into a photography room, then they go into the storage area where they are kept until they are sold and shipped. And it all works well, it flows well. And over the years, I, I, I found that uh, initially everybody wanted to try and do my job. Whereas <laughs> now I have people that they, they love their part of this whole industry. Yeah, because I, we all can't do the same job. We need to have people that yeah, I'm sure you can relate to that somewhat. Absolutely, with, yeah, yeah. With your industry and everything. Yep, and, uh, yep. But, I mean, as far as my, gosh, I've gone through so many phases of collecting over the years. You know, first it was the cards, and then uh, once that guy got old or something, then I was into jer- hockey jerseys for a while. Oh, for some oh. reason. And uh, then that changed and everything. And, gosh, over the years I've had so many people that I've met who, mostly in the early years, I would just get, Envelopes or, or a little package in the mail with a Miller Huggins something in it that said, yeah. "I met the show and yeah. understand he was your great uncle." Yeah. I found this in a collection. Just wanted you to have it, you know. Gosh, some of that stuff has actually turned into some seriously valuable stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you have a card room at home or anything, or is it all? Uh, no, I do. I, my, my office is is totally decorated. Although I'm kind of, my wife and I are getting ready to downsize. We don't need a five bedroom house now that both my kids are married and everything. Yeah. So I've been selling some of the stuff that. The kids just don't want and everything. And, you know, I, I've always found that, and I've talked to a lot of collectors about this over the years, that the, our hobby, the fun is finding the stuff. The fun is not so much owning the stuff. You know, once once you've completed a set, I have so many collectors who their hobby is building sets. It, it, instead of golf or instead of going to strip clubs or whatever, they, they build baseball card sets. And when they finish the set, they give it to me to sell in the auction, and then they start it up again. It, it's sort of their hobby. They enjoy well, doing that. Well, my, yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I mean, I I don't think I did that, but I the the thrill of the chase is a lot more fun than selling things. I mean, I well, I don't well, like I selling. I like yeah. buying. I like finding something that I've never seen before. So yeah. Uh, but you're you know as you're moving it you know you're so you're saying you're more of a a, a store. Are you doing any? Um, any uh, shows? Very many shows? Does your store? I probably, probably do ten to fifteen shows a year. Okay. You know, down from about thirty to forty when yeah. back to, when the shows were as big as could be, and that was literally before the internet. Yeah. You know, before right. the internet, the shows were the only other avenue you had, really. Right. I mean, there was there was the uh, baseball hobby news and the trader speaks and SMT right. and right. people would run ads in and stuff like that, and I think the internet really hurt those businesses but uh yeah, yeah. As, as far as uh as, as our walk-in business has changed but i think uh i've noticed in the last 10 to 15 years the internet's kind of getting a little bit old you know and mm. people actually like the face-to-face thing yeah, that yeah used to be the only way to do it and you know i i've even toyed with the idea of of running another live auction in our area to, mm-hmm. to, to get the you know the people together and 
whatever. We'll see if that ever comes about. But. Well, uh, speaking of the live events, I mean, are you, uh, I mean, I, I see at the national pretty much every year. Have you been to yeah. most of the nationals, I would assume? Uh, all, but the, all but the first two that we've hmm. done. Yeah, we, we, we missed Anaheim and Detroit, but our first hmm. one was St. Louis in St. 81. Louis, yeah, yeah. In 81, and we've done every one since. Yeah. I think I think there's about 12 or 18 people who are ahead of me. Yeah, in, that, in priority, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. priority, get to pick your booth. So John yeah. Ramirez, I think, is one. And, yeah, and BA and some of these. Yeah, yeah. BA, yeah. Murray. Yeah. 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 There's a couple cool. others. And then there are a few others who, they came in long after I did, but somehow they are ahead of me in the picks. I guess they <laughs> allied themselves with Audrey Gold or somebody Could like be. that who, well, you know, and took over when she or got out of it or somebody passed away or something. I think it's something that... Uh, is included in people's wills apparently or something right. how, they, how they can be representative of somebody else but um you're so you're so your collecting is kind of on the back burner and it is it the, really is i i just have been through so many phases of it that but you can have so I, much I, stuff you know so I, many I, great things i have and i i still like you mentioned earlier i still enjoy seeing really neat things that i've never seen before and the way our industry is if if 10 days go by where somebody doesn't call me or send in something that I haven't seen before. I, that would be a long time. We, we just get calls all the time for us. I came up with this or, you know, my husband passed away and he has this collection or my uncle passed away or I was given this stuff or I found this stuff at a yard sale or an estate sale or something yeah. like that. And, and it's amazing how, you know, while it's not out there in the droves that it was in the 80s, but yeah. there's still stuff out there and, <laughs> that hasn't been unearthed yet. You know, but, Bill, we're we're. I'm trying to keep my episodes 15 minutes, so I think we're going to try to wrap this. I got one last question, and then I want to get you back on here for another episode. For uh, just, I want to dig deeper into your auction because I think it's a, a great story for for the listeners. But my last question is: when so so when somebody contacts you with some uh, a collection or something, you have a like. If I were you, I'd be thinking I have a choice that I could buy this individually if it was had some interesting stuff in there, or I could put it in my store, or I could put it in the auction. My sense is that you're normally putting those things in your auction. Well, it's a twofold process, honestly, Jim, that um, there are things that people bring me that I, I just don't have the walk-in traffic that's going to buy the type of stuff that, right. that they have. And in which case, that's the stuff I try and earmark for the auction. Okay. You know, because okay. It, it actually – Give the the consigner a more, much more exposure and everything, and and usually the higher ticket items, you know, yeah. I just don't have many people walking into my store looking to buy a roof ball, actually, you know. <laughs> and whereas we'll yeah. have two or three or more roof balls in virtually every one of our yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, uh, that's that's a good note to stop on, uh, uh, listeners. We just have hit the tip of the iceberg. I'm gonna have to get back, uh, get get uh, Bill back to to talk about Huggins and Scott. He's uh, always either finishing auction or starting. Uh, a new one. He's always got interesting stuff in there, and and uh, we'll be back at a future uh, date sooner to discuss with him uh, Huggins and Scott and and the great uh, auction uh, experience that he provides. So, Bill, thanks for being with us. Thanks, listeners. We'll be back again tomorrow with an ep- another episode, and we'll be back with Bill uh, as soon as we can get that scheduled as well. So, thanks again. Thank you very much, Jim.